Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Burrito. It is 10 a.m. on Tuesday. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. Thank you for joining us today. I can't believe they're back. I know. Well, last week we didn't even give them an answer to what we were going to talk about. They're <laughs> coming in like completely Total surprised. Unknown. Don't you love uh, it? No. So we we uh, we talked and and we think we've come up with a great topic for today. A topic that will yep. hit all kinds of people in different ways. I think. In, um, in fact, we we did so much talking in in pre-show. We ate our burritos. That's true. We did. <laughs> I'm bye just down to coffee. Bye bye burritos. Oh. Well, you do have a bottle of water well, I, there for I, you. I do, but that's not going to help you with like no, hunger. But the burrito thing—it was really good this morning. It was. Really it was good. really good. So it, I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was just me, but it seemed fuller than usual. Like I mine feel pretty like just packed. Well, they made fresh hash browns for yours. Did they really? Yeah, I had to wait like an extra 35 minutes. No, you did not. I did. It doesn't take 35 minutes. Half a tank of fuel sitting there waiting for you. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, we did have burritos. If you if you have not joined us for the morning burrito, the reason we call this the morning burrito is because generally we eat burritos during the yeah, show, yeah. during the podcast. But uh, There's no spiritual significance to that at all. Not really. No, no. <laughs> no we just really like morning burritos. Mm-hmm. Uh so yep. uh, if you are uh, if you are just tuning in, grab a coffee, grab uh, you know a bottle of water if that's your your juice or you know yep. apple juice or something or orange juice. Uh, grab your pancakes or waffles or toast or whatever because this will be a topic that's going to knock your socks off. Y- yeah, I think might so, even be a home run. So before we get deep into it, I think <laughs> there's going to be uh, this topic is going to hit uh, particularly our parents who are listening or grandparents. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, this is a topic for you if you are, you yep. know, a parent, uh, particularly a parent of a kid who's involved in stuff. Um, you will probably find this to be the most interesting of anybody. Uh, but I think everybody's going to find it, the conversation interesting. But before we get there, let me just ask you a very basic question, Eric. Kay. This morning, did you play sports successfully? I didn't say that. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I mean, this doesn't count King of the Hill King in the, the sandbox in your sandbox with a matchbox, but cars. that I was good at King of the Hill in the sandbox because you were playing by yourself. Well, you're an only, uh, child. The only child and it was my sandbox. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. So I can't dribble a basketball worth anything. So I didn't, I didn't do basketball. I tried, failed miserably. Um, baseball, okay hitter, but not the fastest guy in the outfield and I'm too chicken to play infield. So just, dude, I played second saying, base. Well, I my reactions aren't that quick, probably. Um, so football, I ended up on the football line, played the line, and uh, racked my knee in high school. So, yep, I was done. That was about it. I played uh, football in high school. Um, first, well, I played all of my freshman year and a portion of my sophomore year. Um, and then I played volleyball junior and senior year. I tried out freshman and sophomore year and didn't make the team. I forgot that I tried swimming, too. Did you really? I did, but I was too buoyant, so that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Got the same problem. That's <laughs> what happens when you're fat. <laughs> Not saying you're That's fat. That's funny. Well, in high school, you know, it was a little different. But uh, No, so, yeah, I played football. I played volleyball. Uh, didn't play in college, of course, in anything. Um, I was not talented enough to play sports. But uh, I was always the kid that when I was young, I wanted so desperately to be good at sports. Uh, I was never really good at music, which is ironic considering part of my job now, my life is music. But I, I was never good at singing. I was never good at playing instruments. Um, I, I just wanted so bad. To you so opened a, yourself up for me to just rip on that. Right I know. Now. I was waiting for it. I was trying to give you a free one. I was debating if I should be nice or not. <laughs> I'm going to be nice. You do a good job. <laughs> 
See, now that's just like a backhanded comment. So at least I was positive. You don't even have to say it now. Now I'm, I know what I'm you positive. were thinking. No. So, um, so yeah, I wanted so bad to be on, uh, on, uh, on, on a good, like be good at a sport. I'll actually, we didn't, we didn't talk about this in pre-show, but this is just a quick, funny story. Um, did you know that I got kicked off of my dad's baseball team? <laughs> off your dad's baseball team? Uh-huh. My like he, like he was coaching uh-huh. and he kicked you off? Uh-huh. Dude, that's like a movie. Now, what's funny is I caused it. I mean, it's not like my dad My dad basically le- gave me the choice to either stay or to walk away. That's really sad. And I walked all the way home from the baseball fields, uh, which is about, I don't know, three quarters of a mile or so, mile from my house. And... Uh, I, uh, so the, here's here's a quick backstory. So when I was uh, in Mustang, which would have been, I don't know, I had to be third or fourth grade, maybe fifth grade at most. Um, <laughs> I wanted so bad to be a catcher. I, I just I I loved the idea of the catcher. I mean, they put on the cool equipment. They're kind of like the uh, the quarterback of the team, you know. They're they're in charge of the field and all this. And so I wanted to be a catcher. My dad's like, "You can't catch. You're gonna play right field." I'm like, yeah, but no one ever hits to right field, Dad. That's the point. <laughs> Go play in right field. I'm like, no, I want to be the catcher. Now, keep in mind that the kid that played catcher ended up being our starting quarterback when I was uh, in high school. Nice. Same age as me. So this kid was a super talented athlete. He was a catcher in in on our baseball team in high school. So I mean, this kid was a good athlete. And here I am, this fat short kid who has almost no athletic ability at all, saying, "I want to be the catcher. You can put him in the outfield." So Dad kicked you off. No, well, so my dad said you can either go in right field, you can sit on the bench, or you can go home. Those are your choices. And I just walked home. So it's really not correct. My, if my dad's listening to this, he's going to get mad that I said he kicked me off the team because he will. He it was will, he so bristles, your choice. He bristles at that because he gave me the choice and I chose to walk away. He learned that day that his son would not be afraid to call his bluff. <laughs> nope. Yep. <laughs> sure wasn't. So, so. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. No, ahead. please you. Age before. No, me. you first. Look at this guy. Uh, so. Today we're we're talking about this idea of here it comes the Sabbath being removed from our kids for not just sports although we're going to use sports yeah. as a, an example uh, as we've started this conversation but you know it could be the arts of some sort you know whether it's singing mm-hmm. uh, playing an instrument in an orchestra or something uh, being in the community theater um, there are lots of things that happen on Sundays now. Um, or Wednesday nights when we have youth group or Thursday nights when youth group happens or whatever, wherever you're at. Um, But Jesus has been ejected from the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Um, The Sabbath has been ejected from many kids and teenagers' lives. And so that's where we're going to focus our attention today is uh, the causes of that, how that's changed over the years. Um, Between the two of us, we have 35 years of youth ministry experience plus. and the the consequences of kids not getting Sabbath and not being able to be a, rooted in Sabbath and how important it is. Before we get deep into that conversation, though, can you kind of just 
Eric, give us a, a generalized discussion or a definition, uh, biblically speaking, on what Sabbath is, because I think there's going to yeah. be people, whether they're believers or not, who may not really understand what Sabbath is. Yeah. So, so Sabbath is is basically uh, you're taking and keeping the day for God. Um, you're you're setting that aside as a priority, is what Scripture has said. So, so let me just pull up some Scripture um, for us today. So, if you're following, like you know, some of you have asked that we give you Scripture and the references. So, I want to do that for you today. We're not quite set up yet to go and type it all out for you. So, you just have to listen. So, anyway, so Exodus. Um, 16 is kind of where I'm at, Exodus 20, verse 8, Exodus 16, 23. Um, says, so remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Well, uh, the Lord said uh, that he commanded this, tomorrow is to be a day of rest, a Sabbath, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. Because then the next morning you eat it today, uh, because today is the Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any meat on the ground today. Eat what you have saved and gathered. Six days uh, you are to gather. In other words, six days you are to work. Um, but on the seventh day uh, is the Sabbath. There will not be any work on the Sabbath. Um, bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath, and this is what this is why on the sixth day He gives you the bread for two days. And uh, so basically the Sabbath, uh, without really getting into, you know, really the Sabbath, that's going to be a different podcast. Yeah, it's going to um, be part two of this podcast. Yeah, so today's idea is for us to look at the two days, right? The six days, the two days, he gives us what we need so that we don't have to do things on the Sabbath. So, um, so is it fair to say that the Sabbath was created for us? Yeah, the Sabbath was created for us. Um, we, uh, we get that backwards uh, sometimes. Uh, because we can't go and and work and run and work and work and work, you know, seven days a week, right? We're not created for that. Um, we're created because we need we need rest. We need rest. So that's why the Lord says, "Hey, I rest." He didn't need rest. He's God, right? He's God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, he doesn't need rest, but he took it um, as an example for us. So he commands us to keep that day to worship Him and thank Him. So as we get into this, let's just say that, let's just say that we're not bashing sports. Um, this is just the avenue that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And it's not adult sports. We're not talking professional. We're going to just kind of look at, uh, especially as youth pastors here sitting before you, uh, we're looking at what we see and what we've worked with over 35 years. Um, and I got to say, probably didn't handle everything correctly sure. uh, in my day. Um, probably uh, uh, could have handled things a little bit different. But at the same time, I didn't really run from the the topic and the issue. Uh, we try to make some things happen. We'll talk about some of that. But who doesn't like to go and watch t-ball with their kids and cheer and and you know clap and and who doesn't like watching their kids go to practice and then you go to the game on the weekends or you know in the evenings and you want your kid to play right? You're invested. You're there, uh, so you want to do that. You, you nobody likes to take the bench on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe this is a chance for us today in this conversation to strike a conversation in you and in your home to really ask the question, is God priority uh, in this area of our family? Um, well, and, and just to, to get us started, one of the things that I think from a pastor's perspective, and we, we didn't even talk about this in pre-show, but this is just something I've been thinking about. Um, one of the things that's frustrating for pastors, uh, we like to live life with our people, right? Yep. Uh, one of our, I would say, our primary responsibility is to to be with our people, to live life with our people. When sports happen on Saturday or Sunday, when you know if you have a Saturday night service or whatever, when when church is happening, uh, 
you have removed the possibility for the pastoral staff, that your pastors, to be involved in that part of your kid's life, your family life, um, because you know we're obviously not going to take off a Sunday morning to go to a kid's traveling baseball game, but we would like to be a part of a kid's traveling baseball game. We would love to be there right. for our kids. Right, and we don't get to all those, you know, but but that is that is part of it. But still, the Sabbath though for an individual family, um, it, it, it's priority. Sure, right. So. So there is life in the church. We're going to talk about how that helps us connect, like as pastors, and helps you to connect as a church um, by so, keeping that Sabbath holy. So right? we've kind of illustrated the problem, right, a little bit, but let's flesh it out some more. Um, you've you've been in ministry for how many years now, total? Oh man, uh, do I have to tell you that? Uh, probably like thirty, going on thirty-two. Okay, yeah. So you had twenty-five years in youth ministry. Yep. Um, I have 10. So let's go back to even when you were a kid. So when you were in youth ministry age yep. or children's ministry age, what did uh, sports and activities <laughs> look like for a kid your age? Okay. Being this guy, he thinks that, that Michigan is the Bible belt. It, it, trust me, you haven't lived there. It, it is. I'm from, Okay, so I'm from Illinois. Bible belt goes south to north, right? Right, but it goes through Illinois into Michigan. No, nah, I missed so, like, Illinois. I was in Oklahoma. That's Bible Belt. No, that's the outskirts. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so in Michigan, the um, Bible Belt of Michigan, the Northern Bible Belt of Michigan, um, is uh, is where I grew up. And you know, for us, the Sabbath for me growing up as a kid, the Sabbath was we didn't do anything on Sunday. Um, my dad didn't work. On Sundays, he took uh, he could have made double time working at uh, the shop he worked at. He worked for General Motors, um, but he didn't work on Sunday. Um, he he established that in our family. My grandparents didn't work on Sunday. Um, as a kid, if you were a Christian, you, you, Sunday was family day. Mm-hmm. But even if you weren't a Christian, we didn't get together with neighborhood kids uh, because it was family day. Everybody did you know uh, the neighborhood cookout. They spent time with their families and, and whatever. So. Um, so we didn't work uh, or play really on Sunday. It was a day set aside that to do things that you normally didn't do, right? And it was rest, focused on church. Of course, we did we did Sunday school, and then we did church, and then we took the Nazarene nap, and then we did church again on Sunday night, yep. right? Um, which made which made you miss that movie on Sunday night that you wanted to watch, or turn the sporting event off that you were like. The last five minutes of the game, seriously, Dad, we can't watch that. Out the door, you go to church on Sunday night. Yeah. So, um, so that was like that was like how I how I how I grew up. Um, but then in ministry, uh, as a student pastor, um, you know, we saw this evolution to where students were able to come to youth group on Wednesday night, and there were no sports traveling teams on the weekends. Mm. I mean, there's they didn't exist. And it just kind of began to creep in at a younger age where, hey, let's go put kids and they're three years old, uh, four years old, five years old into sporting events. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of helped this whole thing just evolve to where, man, now we're you know in competitions at all over the board with our age spectrum. Um, and in the church, it went from, hey, we're doing nothing on Sunday except worship the Lord to, okay, now maybe let's get together and, and do some things. Um, you know, it's going to interfere with Wednesday night youth group. Um, and then that evolved into Sunday, the occasional Sunday game, which I remember those days. Uh, it was like, you're going to go play a game on Sunday? 
Yeah, it's, it's just it's just one game. So they go and do that, and you know it, it was it was the the, the talk. Um, but then that's turned into now uh, we have families that leave for like twelve weeks. Yeah, because or if, they're, if their kid's a multi sport athlete, it could be six know, months. Six months, you know. So so it has impacted how we view and how we do the Sabbath. Yeah. Um, because how you do the Sabbath, it really does impact uh, how you raise your kid. It really does impact their viewpoint of the church. Mm. Um, the priority of the Sabbath, if it's not there when they're young, it's not going to be there when they're old. And then what do we get as youth pastors? We get parents that bring their their students to us and say, fix them. Yeah. You know, I, fix I them. can they're tell broken. you there, there, is, there is serious consequences for a kid. Um when you burn them out, and yep, that's I a big had, part of it. I had a kid not too long ago who uh, I was talking to about sports, and this this kid, uh, it was so disappointing to hear as a youth pastor that uh, the student goes, "I'm in this sport, I'm in this sport, I'm in this sport, and my parents want me to be in this and this." Yep, I'm like so. <laughs> basically, are you telling me that they want you to play sports? All year, twelve months out of the year, yeah. Yep, I've heard do that you have several ti- times. Do you have time for anything else? Nope. Yeah. And you could tell that the student, when they were talking to me, you can tell that student didn't want to play those sports; that they were being forced into those sports. Now, I'm sure parents, ha- the parents have good intentions in that. I'm sure the parents, you know, see the athletic ability of this particular kid, and they they see that there's potential for that kid to, to do big things in sports. And so um, they push and push and push to help that kid be successful. Um, I'm sure you've heard it multiple times. I, I certainly have heard it multiple times from parents over the years. My kid's going to be a professional athlete or my kid's going to play division right. one ball or something like that. Um, look, I know you know this instinctively, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your kid's probably not going to be a professional athlete. Your kid's probably not even going to play Division One or Division Two sports. That's it's the number of kids that get to play on those levels is small. Right. Uh, I, I was telling <clears throat> you in pre-show, I have known it, the kids of the kids I went to school with, high school with. I know two kids who played professional sports. Two. Both of them played at Division One schools for two different sports, and then they played in the professionals for NBA and then fo- uh, NFL. Uh, briefly in the NFL. And um, neither one of them, I would imagine, one I know more than the other, I don't think he would say, man, I'm really glad that I spent all of my eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade years playing AAU ball. Like he was at AAU ball all the time playing basketball. Mm-hmm. That's all he did. That's <laughs> his whole right. life was basketball, basketball, basketball. And he right. played in the NBA for like four years. And, and this is this is where this whole topic comes up with us that we hear. And again, this whole idea of the podcast is to help uh, you know kind of what we deal with and and how uh, we're trying to help and come alongside parents. Um, it's it, it's a um, uh, it, it's it's hard because we're not we're, we're not against the sport, no. but we're against losing the priority right of of keeping this whole thing holy. Um, and you're right. I mean, most kids aren't going to go and play professional ball, but I've never had out of all my years, I may have had one, maybe two um, families that are not like this, but I've never had a problem with a student um, yeah. keeping the Sabbath holy. 
Um, it's it's usually been mama, mama bear. Mama bear comes out when you. Or I mean, I've seen it with dad too. Dad, yeah. you know, if dad's really involved, if he's the coach, or if dad's just you know the right. Super, Your dad kicked super, you off the team. Well, let's not talk about that again. But you see, they 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 have this idea that man, our our kid is involved. They've practiced. We we want the best for them, and you know, socially, we get this whole social network around us that yeah. you know, um, it's a prestige thing. It's it's who we are. We get some identity out of that. Um, and some of that's great and healthy, but a lot of it's not, um, depending on your heart and the reason why you're doing it. Um, so, so this is where we want to challenge um, people: um, is talk to your coaches, right? Ask your coaches, "Hey, it, what, what can I do? Um, I got church on Wednesday night. Um, we got church on Sunday. What, what can I do um, to still do those and still be part of the team?" Well, even before we get there, though. I think I think it's important to understand that you're you've heard this before. So if I take my kid out of X sport, X activity, again, it could be it could be symphony orchestra or whatever, mm-hmm. they're never going to forgive the church. They're gonna blame <laughs> it on the church and I'm gonna yep. lose them to church. Yep. Um is that a real concern? Well, I think it's a real concern. I mean, parents always ask that, and that is a comment. So somewhere along reality, it, it, it's real. Um, however, it's, it's, I'm not sure, really valid. Um, because we, as parents, our role is to give them Jesus and, and not, not the sport. Hmm. Um, so I've never seen anything in the Word that says, oh, spare the rod. And you're going to be okay, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't see that. Right. It's set the priority for your home, and and let God work in that. Have faith that it's going to come back, right? And and be an encouragement to your family and your kids' faith. So yeah, I, I hear that, but hey, boy, it's really hard to really get a handle on. Is it is it really valid? Um, well, and when I've heard that concern, I've challenged. Well, the reverse is also true. The, yep. Because. If you don't push your child, your teenager, whatever, to be in church, uh, they're not going to be in church because it's not a priority in their life. They're not going to care. Maybe, maybe someday later in their life, they make a, you know, decision to to follow Jesus more intently, and they end up. But I have I have students. uh, I have a student right now that I'm thinking of that this student is on fire for Jesus. Uh, the student has Bible studies with other students. Um, this student uh, has faith. Uh, every time I've talked to this student, they they you can hear the faith in their voice. You can hear how they speak. They they believe in Jesus, um, but they're not connected to a faith community at all. Mm-hmm. As far as youth group, church, they they are just not connected. And it's disappointing because the kid has so much potential to be not only a leader but has potential to really grow deep in their faith because we need church. We need other people. Right. Um, but because sports play such a huge role in this particular student's life, Saturday and Sunday is this sport, their sports day days. They, they're doing, they're doing it 24 seven, 12 months a year. I mean, that's yep. just, it's this one sport is all they devote their time to. And, Again, before we can get to solutions, we have to understand this is a real issue. This mm-hmm. is a real problem for our kids. And 
it hasn't happened overnight. I remember back when I was in high school, um, I'm sure that there were AAU teams that traveled and did stuff on Sundays. I'm sure there were traveling baseball teams that did stuff on Sundays and softball and whatever. But it certainly wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Right. Um, and I know for me, when I got a job, I made sure to get a job that allowed me to be off on Wednesday nights for youth group and allowed me to be off on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. so that I could go to church. Now, if I had a do-over, I wouldn't have worked on Sunday afternoons. I would have taken a whole day to be with my family. But nevertheless, as a young kid, I made the decision that church was that important. I don't see that out of students anymore. Yeah. Um, I actually quit football because I wanted to be a part of youth group. I don't see kids doing that right. anymore. In my t- total decade of ministry plus now, I've not seen one kid do it. Yeah. I was always, I was always blessed by the student that would come up and go, you know what? I went and talked to coach. I'm going to be in youth group on, on Wednesday night. Um, you know, that's a student leader. That's somebody who's going to be a, a board member, a member of their church. They're going to be a tither. They're going to be the ones that come cut the church grass and wash right. the windows and repair the roof. Um, and, uh, and, and so I'm always blessed by that that too. But the other thing that I don't see, and it shifted somewhere in ministry uh, in the last 20 years, um, that grandparents, and this is grandparents, we're talking to you today too, because grandparents have given up on on asking the question and trying to set the standard, because what they get from their sons and daughters is, well, you know what, um, boy, we're pretty great to have our grandkids in church with us. And they, the response is like, oh, mom and dad, you know, it's just sports. It's just it, this too shall pass. And uh, so, grandparents, I don't, I don't see a lot of grandparents really with that burning fire anymore to to fight this battle. Well, and if you ask any teen, uh, uh, children's pastor or youth pastor, teen pastor, whatever you want to call yeah. it, we will all tell you unequivocally. I don't know any youth pastor, a children's pastor, who would say anything to the contrary. If you don't teach your your children now as children, particularly even before youth group age, if you don't teach those kids the priorities in their life, they are likely not going to have them when they graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason kids <laughs> kind of just sail through college is because they don't get the discipline and the life skills that they need in elementary, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same is true here. If you don't instill Sabbath as being important in you know, before we can talk about any uh, any real solutions, the first part of any solution is you have to model it for your kids. Yep. It has to be a priority in your life, let alone your kids. And so, parents, that that makes a tough decision because some of you work hourly jobs, some of you work, you know, non salary. Where, you know, if you work for, you know, not to call out Walmart, but I mean, if you work to a retail store like a Walmart, the schedule is what the schedule is. They need you when they need you. They don't need you. They may need you on Sunday. So, you know, we have police officers that work at our church and firefighters. The schedule is what the schedule is. Mm -hmm. But just because it's not on Sunday doesn't mean you can't have Sabbath. Uh, Right. You know, just because you're working on Sunday doesn't mean you can't have a Sabbath another day of the week. But you have to have Sabbath, and you have to show your kids Sabbath is an important part of your life. It should be a part of your rhythm. Uh, We are supposed to abide with Christ. You can't abide with Christ if you're not taking advantage of Sabbath. Yeah, and that's a really hard thing to do. We understand that. I mean, I understand that, that we want that for our kids. I think that's parents' desire, really, in their heart. They want that for their kids. But, man, we want them to be out on the field and the court, too. Um, Can't we do both? Um, 
it, it, so, it's hard. So you asked the question, can we do both? In your life, yep. uh, with you and your wife as, as parents, have you evidenced that in your parents How, or in your life with your kids? Have, have oh. you been able to successfully accomplish that? Well, successfully, My yeah. kids aren't old enough yet. I, I, I t- but Claire does have a birthday this this month. Yeah, she shares it with some weird guy. It's awesome. January 29th, me and Clara, just saying. Um, okay, that was a side note. Um, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, I think we were successful. Um, I'm not sure we were su- successful all the time. Um, and again, we probably messed it up. Um, but looking now where our kids are at, at the age they are, um, I think we did a, a pretty good job at instilling in them um, that Sabbath is a priority, um, that church is a priority, and they still played sports. You were telling um, me about a story with the cro- a cross-country yeah, coach. Yeah, our, our, our kids, even, even with their baseball and their basketball, their soccer, and even um, our daughter with her uh, choir and plays and stuff, we asked them to go to their coaches and talk to them about, hey, I got youth group on Wednesday night. Is there anything else I can do um, to make up that practice time? And most of the time, I maybe think of maybe one or two times where the coaches were just like, absolutely not. Um, our kids put in extra time uh, in practice. Um, but then they went to their coaches and say, hey, you know what? I can't do Sundays um, because it's, you know, it's, it's our family day. It's our church day. Um, so I can be there on the weekend. I can play Friday. I can play Saturday, but I can't play Sunday. Um, so what is there I can do to still be committed to you, coach, be committed to the team? Um, what can I do extra? Um, yep, our kids took the bench, um, but our kids came back with from their coach conversations, and the coaches may not have been really happy, but they honored it. They understood, and they were okay, you're not just blowing the team off. You do have a reason. We don't agree with the reason. We're not Christian. We don't believe in your faith. But, you know, even this sounds ridiculous, but we, we know you do. So so they honored that. So our kids began to see, okay, well, and th- we had tears. We had lots of tears because uh, I got to go to practice, but I can't play. Why go to practice? Well, because you're honoring God, and God's going to honor you. And even down at our cross country with Graydon, um, you know, we lived in Arizona, and um, he was – Loved cross country, loved running, um, but his coach, he we rubbed each other the wrong way because Graydon went and was able to say, "Hey, um, I got youth group on Wednesday night, so I'll come to practice, but I have I have to leave early. So what can I do to make it up?" So Graydon would go run early in the mornings. He'd make some things up, um, kind of satisfy coach. But then they would travel on the weekends, and Graydon's like, "Hey, I can run, you know, here on Saturday, but you know, Sunday just doesn't doesn't work." Um, so we had that battle in Arizona big time. But where it got interesting with Graydon is they he was running for uh, – he was eligible for state track, state mm-hmm. cross country. Sorry, cross country people. <laughs> um, they, uh, they were ready to go to state, and Graydon was pumped. Coach was pumped. The team was pumped. And uh, we ended up moving here um, two weeks before state. And, uh, man, Graydon was not happy. Crushed him. I mean, he was like – I so want that so bad, worked so hard for it, where the coach who didn't like us, who didn't like Graydon Stan uh, with the church, um, offered Graydon to come live with him for those two weeks so that Graydon could stay in Arizona and run at the state track <laughs> or state cross country. And um, obviously we didn't let him do that for lots of different reasons, but um, but ask your coaches. Yeah. I mean, ask your employers. I mean, so this isn't just a church and sport thing. This is, this is ask you know, those that you're working with, 
uh, hey, what, what can we do here? Because church is a priority. And what I see is, is, is that our kids now have held that Sabbath as, as holy in ways that um, I didn't even think they would do. Well, even with like Graydon, or not Graydon, sorry, Gideon, um, your, your second oldest boy, um, I, was, I was struck just a couple weeks ago when you were off for the weekend. Great, uh, Gideon came to church all by himself. I mean, that's just yeah. evidence of it. Like, it's that important to him. He came to church. Yeah. It wasn't his Sunday off. It was your Sunday off, and right. he was there, um, which shows that. And um, again, this is not to beat up on parents, okay? This oh, is, no. That's not what this is about. This is to give you some food for thought, give you something to think about, because, um, you know, whether you're a pastor or whether you're, you know, somebody who just comes to church on Sundays— this is an this is a this affects all parents. This is mm-hmm. um, and, and you know I know this is hard to hear, but sometimes you just got to say no, yep. because sometimes the coach or the the activity that you're doing. I mean, sometimes you know if they're doing a, a play, there's just no wiggle on that. That's just what they're going to do. It's going to be on a Wednesday night for rehearsals, or right. you know, there's going to be a Sunday performance. I mean, that's just how it's going to work. Sometimes you got to tell your kid no, and that's hard. Sometimes it is crushing for those kids. They'll get over it though. Kids and this are resilient. Is, and this is us encouraging you to not just say no, but instill in your kids, ask permission to keep the day holy. Yeah. Ask permission to keep Christ priority number one. Um, and that's where I think parents, so when we say this, parents struggle with that because parents haven't learned how to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, they haven't done it with their employers. Um, they haven't done it with maybe their higher education. They haven't done it with I mean, pick pick whatever avenue you live in, parents. But um, so we have to instill that in our own hearts. Yeah. So this is us encouraging you. It can be done, and it can be done successfully. Yeah. Because um, God God honors that. And and you know to get it more personal, you know if you if you have a church home and you're not it's not Hermas, get with your pastor uh, or your pastors and and talk to them about it. Dude, your thing's about to die. I just turned it off. <laughs> um, get with them because they can help you work through some of that. Um, they can well, help. we'll try. Yeah, well, t- I mean, they'll try. Yeah, um, you know, you're, I can tell you this uh, as somebody who networks with lots of youth pastors. Um, youth pastors and children's pastors have a desire to help parents work through these yep. issues. They want to be there to help lift your kid and encourage your kid in a tough. If a tough decision has to be made, they want to be there to support you and support the kid. Um, so you have that support, whether you think you do or not. There, there is support there for you um, in tough decisions, and then. Um, if you're a part of Hermnaz, that's that's why we're here. That's why the board has called us here. The church has called us here. Um, this is what we do. This is this is part of our life. And so, um, you know, our job as pastors is to call out things that we know are necessary. And this is a scriptural thing, and it's a it's a life thing. And it, again, God created Sabbath for us. Um, and so we're looking forward to the second part of this, because we're going to really dive into what Sabbath is. And one of the, the things that I hear, and we'll, we'll kind of tie it up with this, that I hear from parents, <laughs> we, we said we wouldn't talk a whole lot about pro sports, but they look at pro sport athletes, guys like uh, 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 Wilson, who is the quarterback of the Seahawks, or uh, Carson Wentz, former quarterback with the Eagles, and on and on it goes. You can get a bunch of high-profile right. faith guys and gals in sports. And they'll say, well, you know, like with the football players, they don't, they don't go to church on Sundays, so right. why, are you, why are you hitting us with this? What about, what right. about them? 
the whataboutism stuff is is really just it's a it's an invalid excuse. Can you tell them why that's an invalid yeah. excuse? It, so and we'll dive into this again later, and we have some guests that we're going to try to bring on the show yeah. uh, to help us flush this out a little bit. But it's invalid because we don't know their personal life. We don't know them off screen. Um, we don't know their 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 worship style. We don't know what their Sabbath is. We only know what we see. And we're and again we're talking about not just Christian athletes. We're talking about the the Christian athletes that it's very evident that they have a relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus. And, and how do you, how do you, how do you tell the difference? Do some homework on them. Mm-hmm. And and the ones we're talking about are the ones that we know are members of their local church. Yep. They're they're tied to their their church. Um, they tithe um, with with their finances. Uh, they give to charities and other foundations. Uh, a lot of these guys that we're talking about, um, they participate in a life group in their church in some form. Um, so they're connected to their church. There's life. Um, when you're not connected to your church, it's really hard to not feel disconnected to your church. Yeah. And and so they might play on, on Sundays, but we don't know what... They may have a Sabbath on another day of the week. Yeah. We just don't know about. And, and something to know about professional athletes, almost every professional team, if not everyone, has a chaplain who is yep. assigned to that team, who's been hired by the team. Can you be imagine there. being the chaplain for Chicago Bears? Dude, that would be... That'd be your I'd, dream job? I told you in pre-show, if that ever happens, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking that. This is your dream job for right now. This is my dream job for now, but I mean, if I ever got offered the chance to be the Bears chaplain... Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be a chance of a lifetime. No, but I have I have a, a, a <laughs> I wouldn't call him a close friend, but he's a friend, uh, Lamoris Crawford, who um, went to Olivet, your stomping ground, yeah, the small school in in former Bears uh, training camp location. Anyway, um, but Lamoris, uh, he at least up until this la- previous season uh, football, not the one that's currently going, uh, he was the chaplain of the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, I know he's real close with guys like Andy Dalton. Uh, for those of you who are football fans, you might know that name. Uh, played for the Cowboys this year as their starting quarterback when Dak got hurt. But anyway, um, Andy, him and several other players on that team at the time when when they were with the Bengals uh, had life groups for all intents and purposes every week with Lamoris and his wife and their wives, and they they did life together, and I know they worship together. So they are getting faith. They are getting faith right. community, um, and it, sometimes in ways you have no idea, you just don't even know exists, right. um, in addition to their own churches right. and stuff. So so, so the one thing that on this topic comes up is, hey, we do church online. Um, so here's some things that we tried, because this is the evolution of this, this whole idea of church and sports and the priority of the Sabbath. We went through a time in ministry... Um, where we would say, yeah, you go, but you meet ahead of time with you know your family or other team members and their families, and and have church. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a family in our church now here at Hermnaz that at least last season uh, during their sporting events they would they would watch church online. Yeah, right. Which is good. Which is really good. Um, but you're still not connected. There's a danger in that. Th- there is a danger in that. But we would tell um, our people, hey, go for your weekends. You're going to be gone for the next eight weeks You know, on Traveling Sport. Um, watch church online. Do church together with your family or other people. Uh, my family, uh, w- we experimented with that uh, concept where I had to work. Right, I wasn't taking a Sunday off to go do that. But, but my wife would go uh, with the kids, and they would travel on Saturday and Sunday. And um, 
the coach knew that, hey, church is a priority, but we're going to be there for the weekend. Um, play us when we, when you when you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I didn't talk to my wife about this, but I think every weekend that they did that, the game time was actually after church. So they there was a time where my family went and they visited church because, I mean, the game didn't start until noon. So, but they're five hours away. <laughs> so they went to a church, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, kept it that priority. Um, they, they watched uh, online or, you know, there was even times where they had their devotions with maybe uh, themselves. And it seems like maybe another family that joined them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we experimented with that. Um, but the interesting part was they come back and there's still a disconnect. Um, even though they did that, and it's instilled in our kids that this is what we do. Okay. We're, we're trying to make sports work. But my role then as dad was, what'd you talk about? How did church go? Yeah. And then, hey, tell me about your game. You know, I could have very easily forgot about the church part and ask about it and just asked about the game. And right. did, did coach let you play? What was the attitude? Blah, blah, blah. Did you get a home run and et cetera. But trying to even, and it takes work, parents. It takes work, grandparents, to keep the, even the conversation as a priority to keep it to keep it holy. And that's what we even see in the professional sport guys. We don't see that, but yet we know that they're there. We know that sure. they have some of those in the background thing. So, well, I'm really excited. I, I we are yeah. going to work behind the scenes before our next, uh, before our next, uh, part of this. And, um, there's, uh, an NFL referee you're going to try and get a hold yep. of that you're connected to. And I'm going to get connected with my buddy Lamoris and see if we can get him on the show, um, to just kind of talk about some of that because, um, they're, they're with, professional athletes they they know what professional athletes have gone through so um you know kind of to dispel some rumors about that or some thoughts on that um but to help you know that even with professional athletes there's ways to make this work there's ways to make this happen um so eric is really excited about next week's show um he 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 pretends that he has these but he really doesn't you have no idea uh, I, if they're in places that I don't know about, then I don't want to know. There you go. So I'm just going to say, so what are we talking about? So, okay, so we didn't even know, you didn't know this until I told you this this morning in, in, pre, in pre-show, but uh, but next week, um, I think we need to cover the uh, the whole idea of storytelling um, in a very unique way. Every, everybody, well, not everybody, but- it's an interesting even, way to put it. Even you tell a, even you tells a story uh, with your life. Um, mm-hmm. yep. It's uh, the tattoo culture in the church. Yeah, I mean, I have one, and uh, my wife has five, and so uh, five. I, I, oh man, I do like. I really, honestly, I didn't know that. I like the the way you describe that storytelling because it'll be that that is a big part of it, and I think people leave that yeah. out. So that'll be a good conversation. Story storytelling through the tattoo. So that's that's next week. Next week so, at ten a.m. Yep. Uh, just remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Anchor.fm, our awesome uh, host for our uh, podcasts. And then uh, also you can find us on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to go back and watch, uh, they also are uh, premiered. So you'll be able to watch the video yeah. live at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays or Facebook Live, of course, uh, again, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Uh, to see the show live and in uh, in time. So uh, thank you for uh, being a part of the show. Thank you for commenting. Uh, please keep doing that. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, give us suggestions because, uh, you know, we could always use new topics. Well, if you don't think tattoos are interesting, then uh, give us another idea and we'll, we'll We'll run with it. Well, you looked at some stats um, about stuff. Sh- share that with us real quick, uh, like like how the show's doing, because you're actually you're actually watching, which is impressive. Uh, we've we've had some pretty interesting stats. People really like our alien conversation. Can you believe that? Weird people. Yeah. So yeah. 
And the other ones were what? Compassion. Compassion. And, uh, uh, and uh, our review of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to review that? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So anyways, yeah, thanks for uh, for coming and uh, being part of our journey here and tuning in with us. Herm Nass, thank you uh, for sponsoring us, giving us time to do this, giving us a room and some technology and uh, uh, giving us a little bit of cash flow to make this happen. So, yep. hey, if you're not part of a church, find a church, be active in a church. And uh doesn't have to be Herm Nass, but wherever you're at, get involved, get plugged in. We'll see you next week, All 10 a.m. Right. Tuesday. Bye.